What started out as a crazy idea. 61 episodes later. 54 games. Sit 56, sorry. 25 of them in 44 days. Gentlemen, it's a wrap for the season. Welcome all to the final episode of the season of the Curfew Boys. Anthony's here. Hey now. Zook is here. Hey, leader. Adri's here. Hello. Joey's here. Hey now. My cousin Chris is here. Hey now. And Sammy's here. I don't know, this feels like bittersweet, guys. That's crazy. It's just to clarify to the fans, we got more episodes for you. I said for the season. We're not done with the We're not done. We're not done. We ain't going anywhere. We ain't going anywhere. We just got started, guys. Boys, if you listen to the lyrics to the final chorus of this song, the curfew boys are going to live forever. Yeah, buddy. Especially on the internet. This is why I played this song. Sam's getting emotional. Ah, <laughs> uh, am I? Yeah, a little bit. Hey, Adrian, give me a tissue. Man, I can't reach through there. Adrian has those in hand. Joey has something to say. I, I feel like Joey I, has I, something I don't need spicy. That. Joey has something spicy no. to say. Look, look, look at him, I, look at him. Just say it, just say it. I was waiting till you guys finish. I just want to say thank you to anyone who, everyone who's listened to us and for everyone who's put in the work besides myself itself so uh i didn't think it'd get this far and I, I think it's gone further than my expectations so i wanted to thank the followers who've been with us all season and for everyone who made this work it's been an enjo enjoying ride for me it's been more fun than actually seeing the canadians play ah there's the negativity <laughs> i had to throw it in but it has it has been it's been much more enjoyable than the canadians plays but it's 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 been a good ride so far and we're going to keep it going well, Joey, you, do you, Joey, do you recall Joe. being a special guest for like five, six episodes? He worked his way up. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to fight to get him in. You, you, wanna, come. you see, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> dreams do come oh, true. <laughs> you got to dream big, Joey. You got to dream, dream big. Who, who just said, I don't want to come? Who said that? <laughs> no, I thought that was Adrian. <laughs> Crazy. This is our 62nd episode after... 56 post game shows. Yeah, we're consistent more than the Canadians this season. That, that's oh, oh, oh. Hey, shots shots fired. Fired. episodes. Shots yeah, but they're very, fired, they're very consistent. Man. They're very consistent in overtime, though. Actually, you know what? Let, let me. Um, yeah, very true. Let me say something actually about um, about comparing this podcast to this season, guys. This was the best time to ever start this podcast with all this drama from day one. Like, the Montreal Canadiens this season and the NHL itself has been a soap opera from day one. Like, the content we had this year was just unbearable. It was amazing. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You love not... soap operas. That's true. Actually, you're, an act you're an actor. You, 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 you live for the drama. Exactly. This is, a per <laughs> this is just a perfect, perfect. season for, for everything. Uh... From what I recall, he loves General Hospital. I no, you too. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Used boy. to be a big fan, not anymore. But anyways, let's oh, get back to on, hockey, on, boy. Let's on. get back to hockey. What? what hockey? Uh, no, hold on, uh, Joe. Hey, listen, you were started on a good note. If you don't like it, Joe, get the 
out. Okay. It's just <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Got uh, the, jar. the boys played their final game against the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, a lot more regulars out tonight. You know, the coaching staff gave Josh Anderson, Tyler Toffoli, Jeff Petrie, Joel Edmondson the night off. Uh, Jake uh, Allen. Jake Allen, well-deserved uh, night off. Congratulations on his, uh, his, uh, his trophy award that he received today. Uh, well-deserved. Jake Allen. What was it? It was, it was the Molson Cup, right? Yeah, it's well, it's it's no, it's not the Molson Cup, it's the uh, the uh, Jacques Beauchemin Molson Cup, which is kind of like it, it, it's kind of like an, the the unsung hero right. award, mm. uh, so to speak. And yeah. Jake Allen definitely deserved that award. Uh, I was know. surprised he got it. I had no, I'm in not. Mind, I had someone in mind who I think should have who Josh had more who, Josh Anderson, no, uh, Joel Edmondson. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yes. But but I mean, but I mean, I I, I think Jake Allen wins yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, Jake Allen started to. So well, that, we all that's know, what but, made me. Yeah, but we all know that. But, but he still. But I know he's, he's tired. I know he. He still a gave lot the season. Dude, he still gave the team a, a, a he, fighting he, chance. Twenty nine starts. That was more than we all expected. Mm-hmm. And you know, we all said it was going to be a 50-50 season between him and Price, but he played more than what we all expected. The guy was exhausted. And like you said, yeah. Sam, at the beginning of this episode, 25 games in, what, 44 days? Insane. That's insane. I mean, yes, I understand they're athletes and they are they train for this, but that's that's it, that's a lot, it's a lot. For, for any it's, human but, being. But, dude, but dude, they, they don't, even in a regular season, they never get this many exactly. cramped up games. It's, uh, that's look. why I was hoping, uh, considering Batman and the NHL, but I don't think they really care. They should have given... They should have given that extra week off. Don't start midweek next week. The playoffs start the week after. But this is course. what they're after, guys. Yeah, but at the same time, too, aren't you glad they have that week off now? There's so many reasons I'm why I'm happy they have, they the have week, this week they, off. I'm glad they had the week, but I wanted to play a bit of the, the gambling person on this. I wanted Calgary and Vancouver's first two games or at least one game be meaningful because they were meaningful. Montreal would have had that extra week off if they – still made it into the playoff and that extra week off to me would have made even a bigger difference than having one week they would have had nearly a week and a half to two weeks but joy when's when's the last time when's the last time they had a week off though this season at least besides the covid break besides the covid break but they didn't even practice no you're you're right this is this is one thing this is one thing joey sorry one more thing it's one thing they didn't have all season it was a full week of rest and practice yeah, absolutely. But and, hold on, and not only that, oh, poor, games. poor Joe. Hold on, let Joey finish. No, I just want to say with all these cram games, I I would I would have hoped they would have gotten more than a week. Okay. But yeah, you you have a good point, Joe. But not only that, you can look at the other side of it. Uh, yes, we have a one we have one week off of of resting our players, but we also have what four or five extra rested players coming on that haven't played in weeks, like mm-hmm. Price, Dano, Gallagher. And yeah, maybe Drouin. Well, we're still not sure there. No, Drouin. Drouin. I don't know if you saw it, but it's very unlikely he comes back. Um, yeah, it's very the, unlikely. The charm confirmed that. So yeah, yeah exactly. I guarantee he's not part of the. I guarantee he's not. No, here he's not. Next year. No, he's not. He, he's he's oof, gone. That's 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 a. Question. He's not here, guys. He's, yeah. he's, Chris, I don't think he's, he's going to play hockey anymore. Chris, you said you wanted to say something. No, no. You guys were just saying the guys coming back. There were some of our best players. And I'm really, really hoping if there's any, well, the two guys, of course, Price. I think Price can single-handedly shut down uh, Toronto or 
take a huge step in in doing exactly that. Weber has got he has to be mean and intimidating for the playoffs. Um, I want to go back on a point that you guys you guys were mentioning some of the games played and how we had more, but this came out a few days ago. It's uh, match joué dans la section nord. So games played in the North Division since the 30th of, uh, 30th of March. Montreal Canadiens with 22 games, number one most games played in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Toronto, 16th. Ottawa, 21st. Winnipeg, 28th. Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver, 29th, 30th, and 31st. So we had the most games played, and the closest to us was Toronto, ranked 16th in the NHL. That's So crazy. going back to Jake Allen, on top mm-hmm. of having to do that, we're going up against teams that were a lot more rested than us and had a lot more uh, of a break between games. So and I less find that, injuries. That, that's yeah, so, that's that so much interesting. More impressive. It's that much more impressive. And yeah. look, I want to, I really have been dying to, been, haven't been around for the past few episodes, but I've <laughs> been dying to say this, especially since it was confirmed that uh, Montreal was going to be playing Toronto. I know that we didn't come close to beating them in the, se- uh, the season series. However, what I will say is that I genuinely believe that this team, as of game one, is going to show up to play against Toronto, and Toronto's not going to know what the hell hit them because I, I think so. that they're going to come out very mean and very physical. And I've said it from pretty much the first episode that I was on until now. I genuinely believe that this team was a lot more playoff suited. And I think that the biggest factor is Toronto's coming in with not only a lot of pressure from all the media, but Montreal will be able to play just rules of the game and playoff hockey in general. Montreal is going to be able to play a game that's going to be extremely intimidating for that team. And I cannot that, wait. But I think, I think that's the, the ultimate key. You, you mentioned Carey Price. I believe he's the ultimate key. And I think all of us do. He's got to stand on his head. But he also needs uh, the help and support from his defense and from his his forwards. Going back to the the, the week off that they're going to have, guys, and that they're going to have time to practice and rest at the same time. This is something that Dominic Ducharme didn't have at all since he took over the coaching duties from Claude Julien. Do you really think this could be? his turning point as the head coach, even though he's inexperienced, no playoff experience in the NHL, do you still think, however, he can finally put together a system that can work and he could finally take the time to properly put properly put lines together and have the time to find chemistry? I, I, I think maybe this is... This is something I'm seeing for the first time in a while for this team that they didn't have all year. Maybe this could be a very major turning point. I don't know, yeah. Anthony. Anthony, you look so, like you want to say something. Oh, no, Zook has it. I was going to say that this, I think, is uh, um, his moment to shine. If he wants mm-hmm. a long career in this game, he has to nail it right now in the playoffs. Mm, and I believe the fans will go back, you know, to liking this guy, if he, he manages to, do, you know, create the formula, create the right lines and matchups. I think if he does well and the Habs do surprise or go deep in this playoff, he might salvage his career. 
That's interesting. And I think, and I think seriously that the Habs that we're going to see coming into this first round is not going to be the same Habs that we've seen the last 25 games. Just because of I the rest. But I don't think so either, though. And that's, I think it's going to be a whole and, new game, a new dynamic, a new... And that's that, what, and that we were missing. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with you on that. And that's why and, I, f- I feel excited about this. And like, I feel Toronto is going to, you know, uh, not choke, but they have the media, man. They have them saying that they're going to walk over the Canadians. That's already a pressure on their shoulders exactly. that, that exactly. not necessarily is good, in my opinion for a team to have so yeah we'll see Go, Anthony. Yeah. Uh, chris finish your report i know you have something to say and then i, I want to say to two points of sam i want to clarify something sorry expand on what sam said and what uh zook said but go ahead chris no uh look go ahead first anthony i have to revise a little bit but <laughs> so back to you yeah. <laughs> back to- Here's the um, so you brought up a very good point sam in the sense that this is the, the we you, you, we f- we're finally seeing something with, on the end of Ducharme, and I agree. For the first time in what so since he started, we finally saw something that worked, and he continued the game after. Mm-hmm. Right? How many times did we see something working, and then mid game or the game after, there's a line change, and we're like, "But I don't understand. It worked yesterday. Why is it not working today? Right. Why did you change it tonight? The last game we had the Evans, Byron, and Lekkinen line." Mm-hmm. It shined. We yep. said, oh, my God, we hope to, to continue this. And tonight, he started that line and continued that line. So, I'm, yeah. so I, I think this is somewhat a turning point. Could, could look like a turning point. Finally finding chemistry and finally sticking to it. And it's the first mm-hmm. time I've seen this. In a while. In a while. I, I, don't, remember, I don't remember that much uh, of a line sticking together for so long because they have chemistry. I don't remember that. Exactly. You're talking about the line today? Well, last game, even, even tonight. Evans, Byron, and Lekkinen, and tonight, yeah. the same thing. And one last point, then Chris, you can continue. The, the whole media thing, uh, Zook, you said they're going to choke Toronto. Look, I've always believed in that. But at the same time, you're, you have two top Canadian teams that, ha- that are media affected for so many years playing against each other. The pressure's on both teams. Okay. But you really think and so? I think Toronto has everything to lose, not the Canadians. I, I think yeah. exactly that that's that that's why but, but, I but he's not wrong yeah. about the media Montreal too. But. For sure. No, he's not he's not wrong. But the reason why, Anthony, I I disagree with you. I, I okay, no matter what, there's always gonna be pressure in the in, in the Montreal market. Always the media is always gonna be there for sure. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say Toronto has it a little bit more it's because, like Zook said, they have so much to lose. And they already have that reputation of not getting past the first round. But because of that reputation, I feel like this year, these players have a different mindset coming in. Maybe. Maybe. That, that's, that's my only No, no, no. For sure. That. For sure. The, what, what you don't want Toronto to do is basically what Tampa Bay did, not last season, but the one before. When they had they were the best team in the NHL. They set a, a, a new record in the NHL for, for one of the best teams. And look what happened against Columbus in the first round. They got swept. Mm-hmm. So, and then, but then look last year, one year later, they learned their lesson. Coaching staff learned their, le- their lesson, et cetera. They won the cup. Now I'm not saying, please God, no, I, I, I I'd rather die before I see Toronto lifting the Stanley cup. Well, okay. They they don't have highly, the you're highly projected. <laughs> eh? Yeah, I know. Uh, no, but listen, 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 putting all hatred feelings aside for them, I could understand why they're highly projected. And they could the, fall the, the hardest. The point is, though, if the if us as Habs fans, we're hoping they don't learn their lesson, 
But the reason why I still think they have that reputation and they have so much more to lose. And the thing is, is that if they beat, if they beat us and let's say they really beat us, you know what? It, the, I guarantee you the media is going to be like, okay, well, we're, we're, we're the least really challenged all the, this playoff series. Like it's not going to be good enough for them. Mm-hmm. And this is why I feel like they have so much more to lose. There's a lot more pressure because if they do lose, if they lose to the Montreal Canadiens, they had our number it's, almost all season. If they lose to us, yeah. it's going to be mayhem but, in Toronto. But Sammy, it's not only that. It's also the fact that the last time they've played playoff hockey together was 1979. Well, that, that's so that's, there's that's, a build up that's within huge, so. that as well. You know? Yeah, for sure. So for it's sure. not just the way they played in the season. It, it, they had it easy to leave, in my opinion, this season. They didn't play against the American teams. Uh, they were right. So they're riding high. You know, they're playing true. at that level. Wait, yeah, that's true. Let's I, see playoff hockey I, I, where I wanna, everything's magnified. No, for sure. Like I want to ask. Has been hold, Chris has been holding uh, on okay. back then for I, a while. Then, I, then after that, I got a question for you guys. Yeah, it's exactly what I had mentioned before. It's that element of surprise. I, I don't think Montreal plays the same game whatsoever. And I think that's just going to shock Toronto. And I don't think some of their top end players like playing that style of hockey that is coming their way. But the biggest thing I want to go back to what we were talking about, we're talking about the, uh, the forward lines, but I really think the biggest thing that has to change within the next week and that they have to revise the most. And I don't think it's overwhelmingly complicated is revising the defensive pairings uh, I don't think Merrill Gustafson have their place on that. They really do no. not have their place on the blue line. No. Kulak is in, Romanov is in, you're getting Weber back. Uh, you have Sherratt, Edmondson, and Petrie. Those are your six guys going in, and that's a lock. And for yep. the love of God, in terms of coaching strategies and revisions, please, I don't know how many times in the past few games we're seeing two defensemen on the same side of the ice um, oh my god. Being, honestly, it's a Every simple, time. Yeah. simple set of changes. It's two guys are behind the net, nobody's protecting the lone player just waiting for the puck in front of the net. If they make those changes, I think more than the forward group and more than reintroducing a whole system, going back to what was said before, I think they make those changes and they solidify their defensive game just a little bit and just take out the stupid errors. I think they're going to throw they a could, lot. They could have a chance. The forward group, Chris, the biggest decision, and this could be Ducharme's turning point, or we'll see where he's headed, is who he decides to actually play. Because yep. you're having a bunch of forwards coming back. Well, the, the this is all going to fall on Ducharme. Who do I play and who do I sit out? There's been talks of KK sitting out for not playing as good. People want to see Stahl sit out. There's a, a chance that we might see someone like Evans or Caulfield. So there's going to be actually a big decision even leading up uh, to the start of the playoffs. Who Ducharme is actually feel, playing with and who I he's going to scratch. Caulfield is probably not going to play game one. I, I worry for his the physical play. He you has – this guy is – the guy has barely hit, and I'm not sure he's ready to fully take a hit for game one playoffs. I think he's the one who's put aside for safety reasons. So I don't agree with that. So this is – this is the next segment I want to talk to you guys and ask you a big question. Um, coming into tonight's game, we know that it was meaningless, at least in terms of, of the standings and the points. But I truly believe that there were some players that were that this game still meant something to them, certain players to, and you could call it, call it an audition, if you will. Some players on the roster I was paying attention to tonight to see, mm-hmm. 
if they're willing to show the coaching staff that, listen, they belong here. They belong in the lineup. They're ready for the playoffs. They want to play. I was paying attention to at least four different players tonight, at least four forwards. Okay. One was Nick Suzuki, two, Cole Caulfield, three, Thomas Tatar, and four, Jesperi Kokaniemi. And only half those players really impressed me tonight. They played both an excellent game for the first time on the same line together. And I'm talking about Nick Suzuki with two goals and Cole Caulfield with a goal and an assist. Okay. And then I was looking at Thomas Tatar, who's done literally nothing since he came back from injury. And I looked at Jesperi Kokaniemi, who this poor kid's confidence is completely shattered. It's gone. It's not there. He doesn't know what to do. Okay. And I feel bad for this kid. So I'm asking you guys, were, who who were you paying attention to tonight? And will also it also lead to the overall question: Who impressed you the most this year, and who disappointed you this year? Go, Zook. So, so with okay, so let's start with who uh, disappointed me the worst. Okay. Okay. It has to be. Uh, the question has a few <laughs> okay but the top would be uh the whole roster thomas Tatar. thomas Tatar. okay I, i've never witnessed a player lose his his caliber of play so quickly it doesn't make sense it's as okay. if he's playing as if he's 48 years old it doesn't make sense and he was good last year and the year before he looked as if he could have been at the top two lines but so uh, did, do you think do you think he looks out of place without Dano and without Gallagher no because even when they put him with them you know for those two four two three lines or whatever two three shifts if you will he didn't do anything uh, I don't know I just don't, don't think he has his his mind speed that's quick enough for two days hockey And it's funny you mentioned him because he's a he's a, a free agent at the end of the season. Yeah, he's so, he's, he's not so, going to be here. He's going to so, probably go to the KHL or something or that. <laughs> no, I think he'll get re-signed by an NHL team for know. much for much lesser. Make him go to the Sabres. Money. Oh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe we could use him to a trade for Eichel. Right. For no. Yeah. Okay. For go, his, uh, eight, for, for, for tip of the stick. Go and wait, oh, I didn't oh, say so. the player who's who, oh, who shit, impressed shit, me the most. Shit. Oh yeah, shit. Sorry, I forgot about that. Sorry. Impressed me the most. Go. I would say Nick Suzuki. Okay. Hey, oh, I don't think oh, I don't think he had a been inconsistent. He has, but I don't consider this a sophomore slump. I don't. The same here, 15 goals. Yep. Career high. Uh, you know, and he, and he tied. I think he tied for uh same amount of points like last year, but in a less amount of games. And I'm only saying that because I like that upper progression, right? He has to continue doing that, even if it's incremental. As long as you mm-hmm. get more than the year before, he's yep. on a good path. So that's yep. why. I chose him. There, everybody yeah. else has been, you know, more or less. But I'm not going to say to Foley because he's known to be a goal scorer. It's fine. He's doing his job. Okay, yes, he overachieved this season. But uh, no, I'm going to say Nick Suzuki because he's awesome. young. He's our future. Yep. Cool. Go, Adri. Who disappointed me the most? Hmm. <laughs> Whole team. <laughs> Take a sip. The glass is empty. If you have a list, just throw a dart and whoever lands on, just say that uh, player's name. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to mention him because he's dead. Of it, what, what he's going through. But <laughs> Drew, <Dwight>, not dead. <laughs> Drew, George. Because yeah, okay. he had, well, no, yeah, that's he's fine. had players. He had like, at that moment where he was 
especially when you started playing with the charm, he was all good and all happy and everything was going good. Yeah, well, then yeah, whatever yeah. happened, happened. Yeah. But who impressed, who impressed you the most though? I might steal someone's Evans. That's fine. That's that's a Jake good one. Evans. That's a good, that's a very good oh. answer. Last year he played, he showed, but this year he it shows he wants to be here. He shows he wants like he doesn't care that he's on the fourth line, third line, and yep. That's what he wants to do, and that's he's there every game. I don't I want to add to that. that to to Jake Evans. He's right about that because I saw a recent interview of him, and, and it's like he's embracing that role of the third or fourth line, which I mm-hmm. fucking admire. Yeah, and and he's gonna nail it. See, that's something that Dano should have been like. He should embrace <laughs> the fact that it's true. No, he should have embraced embrace the third line. That's it. Why, you know what I'm but, saying? But, but Zook, that's also, he's not getting first line. And Zook, also, okay, Joel, you're next. Um, well, I was just gonna say also uh, for Adrian, for Zook, for Evans. We needed the rest of the team to play like he played. Yes, Gallagher brings it, we know, but Evans just he he just seemed like he was happy to play and his character was he gave everything he had every game. And even there were some games he looked like he was the only one playing. And even top end Montreal reporters, you know, that get paid for this that watch the games year day in, day out, they're saying if the Canadians can play like Jake Evans, not his talent, but his character, or is it me or is it only Jake Evans playing tonight? So that's the kind of thing that needed to, I was hoping it would be contagious and spread to the rest of the room, but it didn't seem the case. Uh, so yeah, going, going to who impressed me and who disappointed me, uh, we could say multiple players, right? Well, you have, you, 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 <laughs> you're going to say you, the whole team. You have, you have the whole team also. So just, just, Perfect. just go machine who gun disa- it. Let's go. Who, who disappointed me? Uh, <laughs> let's start defense. I'm not going to include Merrill Gustafson. They're, they're yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's, mean, fine. that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Sherat, Sherat Weber disappointed me. Forwards, uh, Eric Stahl. Through really? My, through, really? Yeah. Eric Stahl. Really? Well, Stahl okay. disappointed you? Really? Yeah. He's, he's 94 years old. He, he, really? Because he was supposed to come in, win faceoffs, and he couldn't even do that. I mean, Stahl. He won okay. them in the playoffs. Even besides okay. Stahl, because he came in towards the end. Uh, Drouin, Tatar, for sure the most on forwards. Kakanyemi towards the end. I'm not going to say the full season, but poor kid. Um, those are okay. the ones that really, that really, really. Okay, now who 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 can can, can, can you at least tell us who you're happy about? At least is is there one happy, I'm happy player? For Su- yeah, I'm happy for <laughs> Suzuki's uh, progression. Okay. I'm happy for Suzuki's progression. I'm happy for Cole Caulfield being able to come in and nice. being able to keep up his game. And the one who impressed me, uh, Toffoli, he impressed me by the fact that he overachieved. I never expected 20 goals in 55 games. Yeah. Or no, yeah, he played sure. even less because he was off a few games. He's on pace for over 40 goals, which he it's would have never crazy. hit. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it's, that's nuts. No, and that's the one really who actually sure. impressed me that I didn't think would come in and do well would be Edmondson. Edmondson? So, okay. Go, yeah, Chris. Yeah. So I'm going to go uh, down the route, what Joey said. Web, I want to go the underachievers. These are the guys that I expected to carry a lot more of the weight on their shoulders and to make us that much more of a better team. Weber failed the most, followed by Tatar in my books. Those two, you can say Drouin, I don't want to shit on the guy, but Weber on the back end, I expected so much more. He looked like he aged 20 years in one season. And again, Tatar just, 
always a perimeter player didn't change uh didn't change very much and of course Sherrod too just I expect him to be a little bit better defensively as far as players that I that I really uh, was surprised about here I want to choose players that I didn't expect to bring as much so Corey Perry Jesus what an amazing pickup absolutely fantastic honestly have nothing but good things the the Foley's Andersons those are players that we needed that we expected to come and play those roles and they did them Mm -hmm. some of them did them beyond expectations but that doesn't necessarily go uh, go beyond it Uh, Edmondson definitely has his place on the uh, roster and the one player that as much as we expect him to be really good, Gallagher just had another gear this season. He really yeah. did. And yeah. he impressed me. He was just on another level than he's ever in comparison to wherever he's been in the past. Yeah. So those are my guys. That's very good. Anthony. Um, <laughs> you guys pretty much said, you guys pretty much said a few things. So I'll, I'll go way out of the box here. A player that doesn't play with us anymore. Um, Victor Mete disappointed me. Um, I, I had a lot of no, no. But so no. bring him back. Yes. He has to bring him oh back. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's Mr. good. I, like I went to. I oh went to bottom up. Wow. I went okay. to bottom up. I went to bottom up since I was last year, and you guys pretty much said the guys that I I wanted to say. I'll say this, but, awesome. but you know what? All jokes aside, it's the truth because. Look, I, I had a lot of. I, I you guys all know I was a Mete fan. I, mm-hmm. It is what it is. Now call it biased because he's Italian or whatever. No, it was, no, it was just awful. That's okay. <laughs> I just, I just, I liked him a lot as a player. Uh, he had the speed. He had the skating skills. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I always thought that he was just trying to find his game for the whole going and scoring and everything. And I think that's what was missing. But everything else he still had. He was that that speedy defenseman. He was very good defensively. He just wasn't putting up points. And I think that's what made the decision of getting rid of him because we don't need that type well, of player. Uh, I, I don't know if he was defensively. good defensively. I don't know. He was a very, he's a very he good had, skater, though. He's a very he had, good skater. He had a lot of good moments. I just hope that he was going to improve more this Wait, year. So that was my decision. You know what, Anthony? Before you continue the comment on Mete, um, uh, I actually would have probably kept him over what we got. I'm not sure about Merrill Wait, yet. What? I don't think he's done anything great. Over what we got, Gustafson and Merrill, I, I don't see any difference between the three in terms of our defense. There's been no impact, especially Gustafson. He actually has less defensive hockey sense than Mete. I, I didn't think that was possible, but lo and behold, okay. it is. Okay, Anthony, say, say your player and then, and then, uh, well, Chris is dying to say something. Well, before, well, because Chatty McGee over there had to uh, ruin the momentum, but it's okay. <laughs> Chatty McGee. <laughs> The one, the one thing that I want to say more than anything, I know Jake Allen played really well, but in terms of seeing our prospects, if there's one thing that I've taken away from the games that he did play, for all the fans who are calling for Caden Primo to replace Price, he is not even close. Three in years, a year. I said it. Three one year, years. One year, two to three years. years. He's not two close. So for anybody right, who wants to ship Price out of get, town. For okay, Anthony. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, yeah, as we'll for a player that impressed me, I'm not going to go ahead and repeat what you guys all said. So I'll, I'll go again. Someone else that no one mentioned is Petrie. 
Um, oh, he did, nice. He, yes. he did kind of slow down towards the end for points-wise, but he still – it doesn't matter. To me, points is not always the only thing that's important. It's the standout guy who, yeah. you know, protects and and, and is, is the wall. And Petrie from day one has not disappointed me that, whatsoever. That's, yeah, that's very good. And like you said, too, uh, too – I think there was his, this was his best season, not just for points, I believe, but just like you said, Anthony, his defensive game and his two-way game. Uh, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And one more thing. I Not too long ago, I wanted to say Suzuki would have been a player that disappointed me. What? But if you look... No, no, hold on. It, 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 he started off strong and then he kind of disappeared. But then if you look at the stats, he didn't really disappear. Hmm. It, it, as you guys mentioned before, 50, I'll take out the stats here. 15 goals, 27 assists, yep. 41 points total in 55, yep. uh, 56 games. Last year, 13 goals, 28 assists yep. in 71 games. Yep, yep. So if you bring back the 82-game season, he would have surpassed what he had this year. So yeah. we can call it a slump all we want. I guess it just wasn't consistent, and it came it, – it all was at the beginning – a little bit in the middle and all at the end because the last 10, 15 games, he was shining. Yeah, so exactly. It was yeah. pretty much the middle that he disappeared. But overall, he was fantastic this year. Awesome. I'm going to end this segment and I'll say my players, the the one that disappointed me the most. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I, I pretty much agree with uh, Weber and Tatar being those guys. You know, I again we're gonna talk about Jonathan Drawing. Unfortunately, he is the he is the player that he is. Um, so I don't have to go there. You know, Shit. in terms in terms of disappointments, it's 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 the same like you guys, and it's clearly obvious who had a bit of a rougher season. The guy that impressed me the most, again, I agree with all of you, the, the Corey Perry's for sure. Uh, I'm gonna say Jake Allen, absolutely, because without him holding the forts. After Carey Price went down to injury, I don't think we'd be in this position. I don't think we'd be heading to the playoffs. For the first time, the longest time, we've always said we have no backup. We have no backup. We had finally have a backup this season, and it paid off big time. But I will say an honorable mention. I don't care if he only played 10 career games. Cole Caulfield this year, I've been paying close attention to him all year ready, long. I've been paying attention to him all year long. It started in the World Juniors, okay, this year in January. Even though he wasn't the top guy, he still played. He still did very well compared to the World Juniors last year. Won the gold medal, beating Team Canada, okay? Then going to Wisconsin and needing to prove his worth and needing to prove that he's capable of making the jump to the NHL. In 31 games in the NCAA, he scored 30 goals and picked up 22 assists for a total of 52 points. 52 points in the NCAA is really hard to do. Okay, he won the Hobie Baker Award for, for like basically NCAA player MVP. Then goes to Laval, gets his contract, goes to Laval, scores two goals in his first pro game. Comes to the Canadians, scores four goals, one assist, five in points in ten. Five, and no, he's got he's got five points in ten games now. Plus, he played ten games already. Eh? He already played ten games. His first game, he didn't look too bad. Maybe so what's one or that two prorated games. eighty-two games if he were to play a full season? Well, what, what he's, average, is he, uh, he's averaging forty-one points. points. That's not bad. Yeah, because it's half, right? He's, he's, he, he, has, he has he has a half a point. Uh, he's not averaging bad. half a point. Okay. So I'm gonna. That's my honorable mention, Cole Caulfield. I hope he's paired up with Suzuki. 
in the playoffs. They play very really, well really, really, really do, yeah. man. They look, Even the Foley? But that, but this so perfect. Thank you, Zook. But Tyler Toffoli and Nick Suzuki have great chemistry, also. So mm. do you put do you put those three together? It'd be a beautiful. No, they, I think they're going to keep Armia. I, I think so. they've done well the three together. I don't think I'm with uh, Chris. Uh, we'll talk about it in the playoff previews show, but I, I think Offfield may not play the first game. Maybe not even Kakanyemi. So uh, Deshaun might play it safe. But it's looking less and less likely and there's other people who are noticing the same thing he may not he may not play if Ducharme yeah. wants to go with experience in playoffs he may not play but listen because you already have I think it's safe to say we already have three set lines right we have Daniel Tatar By- uh, Gallagher pray to God they keep Evans Byron and Lekkinen and now you have you have at least Suzuki and Toffoli together okay you that, but you still, you still, you still got to put stall. You still got to put stall. You still got to put, well, maybe you got to put stall. You still have to Perry put Perry. You still have Armia and, and Josh Anderson. Please don't forget him. So, that's, speaking so, of, yeah, yeah, it's a tough decision. Sorry, go ahead, Ann. Speaking of, 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 of who to bench, and I know we're going to talk about this in the playoff preview, yeah. but I just want to say one thing. And it's, it's a preview to our playoff preview. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we pretty much spoke about playoffs all game. Uh, but uh, A bit of both. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is I, I get the whole putting experience on the ice for the playoffs. And that could be, and I, I'm I'm not stealing a quote as you call me the the quote thief. <laughs> you are the quote thief. <laughs> Let's go. But Let's but he said something very good today. It was Knuckles uh, today mm-hmm. on six on six ninety. He said it, and I don't remember the exact words he used. And I wish I wrote it down because it was perfect the way he he said it. But experience could be an amazing factor for yep. playoffs, yep. like a Stalin Perry. Yeah. But it could also be a burden because if these guys. Maybe don't perform in the first and second game, then you just lost yourself two games with that mistake made, right? So it's like a hit or miss. Oh, it's it's definitely a toss up. And I'm gonna end this segment on here because we will talk about it again in the playoff in our playoff preview episode. But we have a lot more Stanley Cup champions and experience on our on our team than the Toronto Maple Leafs do. Just remember that. Okay. We'll get to that when that episode comes. We're going to end it off here one on one more segment. We're going to have a bit of fun with this. Hold on, so, hold on. Before you – sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but AJ yeah. has two questions, so I don't know if, oh, you, if, oh, if it goes with oh, what the segment is. It's just an overall to, I guess, end the whole what do we, season. Yeah. Um, what do you rate out of the whole season, out of 10, Bergeret and the team, how they – Se- the team seven, seven on ten. Let me start. Okay. Well, Sammy started. So the team set. Okay. Put Sammy's Bergevin rank. Bergevin? Uh I'll go with uh I'll go with eight. Okay. Well, let me say okay. So the team on yeah. ten. Because the, eight. the re the reason why the reason why Bergevin eight and Joey looks at me like I'm stupid, but I don't care. <laughs> the reason why it's because the key pieces that Bergevin brought in are the reasons why we're going to the playoffs. It's irrelevant. Yeah. It's but not wait. irrelevant. No, it's not. It irrelevant. isn't. It isn't. Okay, but wait. Uh, how, how's it irrelevant? It's, what are you? What are you saying? It's irrelevant. Take out all those pieces. All We're like, what are you saying? Win. That's irrelevant. It's what irrelevant. what the fuck are you talking about? It's irrelevant. Uh, oh I'm curious to you. I want to oh hear your thought process. <laughs> I want to hear your thought process. Go. Screw it. This is our last segment. Let's go. Screw my it. thought process of why he's not worth an eight percent, uh, an eight on ten, it's because 
the team is not good and it's his fault. Anyways, I what digress the fuck on that. Are fact. you talking? Let about? me give my grade. No. no, you don't deserve to give a grade. Shut up. You Listen, failed this. Made, I give they, you. I give you a zero. They made the playoffs because of of a lot of factors that were not because they were great. The players he brought in. The Calgary players he brought in. All this shit. Okay. 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 One player. Bergevin. Hey, Stronzo, it's four. Maximum. <laughs> Bergevin gets is a seven. As much as he brought in. Uh, Max. As much as he brought in several good much. players that changed the team. Firing Claude Julien and putting Ducharme in. Honestly, that was a horrible decision in my mind. I am going to stand by it. I would have, I would rather right now be going into these playoffs having Julien behind the bench rather than Ducharme. That's the God's honest truth. It's for like, like we've said throughout many other episodes, it's one step forward, one step back, if not two. So he's got to be accountable for his good decisions as much as his bad. I know his job as a GM is to bring in players and to actually make the team, but the guys who are directing the team, he did like, there's just been too many poor decisions throughout the bring, year. He's got to bring in Tortorella. Yeah, Tortorella. fuck him. Zook, what's your rating? On who? Oh, you okay, didn't so give it. The, the Canadians, 6.5. He has to go to Boint. Okay. And Bergevin, I'm going to give him a 5.8. Okay, let me give my ratings yeah, yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah, go, go, and then Joy. Because we've we got to end this, go. Yeah, okay, so... <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to disagree with you, Zook. Um, of course, you do. And you know what? You know what? <laughs> Answer, ask me. Ask me. What do you mean, of course? I usually agree with you. No, no, uh, I'm saying. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. What's so funny? What happened? I missed okay, it. Okay, Joe, okay, Joe. I just lost. Anthony, do you need five minutes? <laughs> okay. He's multitasking. Ask me this question. <laughs> Ask me this question again at the end of the playoffs. So right now, yeah. I actually agree with Sam in the sense that, you know, give Bejavain an eight because his pieces, high, no, but his pieces did bring, no matter what you want to say, his pieces did bring us to the playoffs this year. Okay. And I don't fully blame the team losing towards the end. I, 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 I hate to say this, but I blame the, 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 the condensed schedule of how many games take that but, away. I think an 82 game season, we'd be in a better position based I, on I what Bejavain so did. Yeah, okay. I think so too. Okay? We'll see. Take away, like you said. take away Bejavain's uh, Anderson, Toffoli, Perry. This team is shit. Right. All, all the goals like you came said, from them. We'll see at the end of the series. You're absolutely right. That's really yeah. a true, true. Joey, uh, Joey. And, who, who did Who didn't vote? Joey, end this off. Joey's holding back. Yeah. Uh, well, to answer, answer Anthony, the team is shit, but who made the team is still Bergevin. You can't just look at everything he's done. You, you got to look at like the whole plan. Like, he has a five-year plan, and he, he's in year 50 now. And, and you can't applaud him for signing to Foley. That's his job. He has to make a team good. But anyway, look, he, thanks for approving my points. He, he did very well on Anderson. He did well on Toffoli, but he never expected Toffoli to achieve the way he did. And no GM would expect it. Good, he signed it, but everyone expected him to do way less. You, you got to look at... The, those factors. He has a chance to reprove himself. We know Eichel's on the market. We got to see it. But for now, I can't, I can't give him more than anything than a 5-6. And I don't give the Canadians any more than a 6. 6 because they passed oh, the playoffs. <laughs> but Bergevin, between 5 and 6. Oh, you guys made I like me laugh. The Ander- Look, I like the Anderson deal. Um, what about Joel Emmitson? Okay, uh, like what about Emerson. Jake Allen? 
What about like Corey Perry? And, and imagine not signing <laughs> Allen. Where would we be right now without, without Price in the condensed where, season? Below, imagine below. Primo all season. Where would we be with Primo all season? Oh, my God. Our, yeah, where's in like, Ottawa right now? Yeah, but look, but look where we are. We we'll get we're better still, picks. We're still middle. We're still middle pack. We made. We barely scraped playoffs by you know in the weakest division possible. Yes, COVID does affect it though, so it's hard to judge. But I gotta, I gotta judge by what was played. I, There's I no winning say, with you, Joe. Like, like no, the, the, I, the team, the team made the playoffs last year out of pity, and now they actually the they, weakest, they 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 made not they actually made it because they got more points than other division. teams. And it's a weak. Matthews, McDavid, Marner, Tavares. We have yeah. all of the best players Goal in the play world. Go play Islanders, Washington, Pittsburgh, Boston. You don't even make playoffs. Go play Vegas. There's Colorado, no guarantee. You Nashville. can't. You, that, that's just a, that's just an assumption. You don't make playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> that's just an assumption. <laughs> that's just an assumption. You're basing on the way they played. McDavid had a hundred something points. Oh my god! Joe, you're killing me. Fifty-six games. Why did he have that? He played Ottawa nine times. He played Vancouver nine times. Oh, he played God. Toronto, whose defense isn't that great. They're better on offense. Oh, God damn. He didn't play a Vegas. He didn't play I, I see where you're going with this, Joe. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> I mean, he's done all right. That's why I gave him five, six. Six is a passable grade. But he hasn't done anything to merit an eight. To me, the team hasn't. It's improved, but it's... Again, we still have no direction forward. We don't. We have so many question marks going into even next season, and again, we don't have the talent to make us like, oh my god. And we're still. And every podcast, we're we're struggling. Where's the offense of Montreal? Where's the defense of Montreal? He didn't address the defense like he should have years ago. Puck moving defense, but he didn't address it. So that's why for me, he gets five six. It's not the worst grade, but it's and, not an eight. I'm sorry. And- does Yupi get a passing grade? Yupi, yeah, for sure. Was he UP's even in? The only one. Was he even in the Bell Center? No, I don't no. think I've seen. I don't think I've seen him once. I, th- I think he caught COVID. <laughs> uh, it could be. <laughs> Gentle- gentlemen, this was so much fun. What a ride it's been. Honestly, Joey said it well at the beginning. What a ride this has been. I'm so excited for playoffs, guys. I don't know, man. Like, I know the inconsistent season we had. I know the the anger and the frustrations and the constant bickering and yelling at each other that we went through since January 15. Actually, no. It dates back since 2001 or two, since when I first met you guys and ruined your lives. But you guys made my lives better. So. They're getting emotional again. Oh, and usually I'm the emotional one. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm like a teddy bear, okay? So just one point. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, excited Harry. for playoffs as well, but I'm fucking nervous for many reasons. I'm dude, dude. Okay, I have a I have a defib in my living room, like specifically for playoffs in case Don't I get nervous, multiple, guys. multiple heart attacks. Gentlemen, <laughs> uh, it's been an absolute pleasure doing uh, these post game shows with you. It's not finished still go on the end but for the regular season we come to an end 62 episodes later uh i couldn't ask for a better uh group of guys to do this with um yeah uh he's got tears they're 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 they're, they're dripping down my face bro he's (laughs) chopping the onions we will be back soon promise you all to our listeners we will have a playoff preview special coming up within the next couple of days stay tuned for that 
thank you all so much for the love and support we got since the beginning. It's been unreal. Continue the support on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Continue listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us an honest rating and review. Spotify is available for you all as well. Gentlemen, until the playoff preview show, I bid you all a good night and bye, bye now. now. Good night.